Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Wednesday morning. A little crisp out there at only 25 degrees, but it is still a good morning. You've got Jill here with you doing the farm chores and getting all your information out there for you. I went on a little adventure yesterday with the farm truck, went down to Nielsville and did a 4-H on the air with some awesome kids that really enjoy giving back to the community. And it's really neat to see when you meet up with these kids, how well-spoken they are and how involved they are with getting getting their 4-H club going and really being involved because the 4-H club was anybody from was kids aged from 5 to 18. And I really tried to bring out that you make an impression when you're the 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old on those 5-year-old kids, and you help them out and you teach them a lot. Uh, And Calf Cone, the Welke Calf and, or, excuse me, Welke Land and Cattle Company is sitting at 55. We had a bull calf yesterday that my daughter named Carson and yes, Carson with a K, um, but the calves are doing really well, even with this cold weather. I'm very pleased with how everything has been turning out so far. I've heard that there's been a few struggles here and there for others, but, you know, all we can do is keep trying and do the best we can with that. So we've got a lot of chores to do. We're going to be talking about some of the crop progress uh, in the nation, and we're going to be talking about a group that proposed has written a letter to improve the rail services in the U.S. We're also going to talk about cattle on feed numbers. And in our interview for that about 20 after 5, I had the opportunity to talk to uh, Megan Shasso. She's out of the University of Minnesota, and she was talking about health and safety of our farmers and the importance we just need to be putting on that safety part of it and keeping keeping our farmers safe along with our farm visitors safe. And it was a, quite an interesting in, interview with a lot of information. 
So we're going to roll right through and get some of those chores out of the way, along with a little music. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that was Lee Bryce with Soul. We're at 5501. It's time to hear some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. People who haven't had coronavirus are now considered in the minority. The CDC says about 60% of people tested between December and February had antibodies, meaning they were infected at some point. That's double the number from before the Omicron surge. The CDC warns reinfection is still possible and urges those who have already been sick to still get vaccinated. The U.S. Defense Secretary says the Russia-Ukraine conflict isn't turning into a proxy war between America and Russia. Lloyd Austin said the war is clearly Ukraine's fight. Uh, the Ukrainians are there fighting uh, for their to protect their sovereignty. His comments came after 40 nations met in Germany to discuss security assistance for Ukraine. Austin said Ukraine's allies are stepping up to make sure the country has what it needs. The U.S. is one step closer to reopening the embassy in Ukraine. A team of diplomats returned to a city near Poland yesterday. It was the first time traveling back across the border since Russia invaded. The State Department says they'll continue making day trips as offices reopen, assessing and evaluating the security situation. The White House has vowed to move heaven and earth to help Ukraine win the fight against Russia. Women in the workforce are feeling burnt out. More from Brian Shook. That's according to a survey from global consulting firm Deloitte, which looked at over 5,000 women's experiences around the world. It found about half feel burnt out, and 53% say they are more stressed now in their jobs than a year ago. Additionally, 40% say they are actively job searching. Deloitte suggested that employers address flexible working policies in order to retain their women workforce. I'm Brian Shook. And a major Wall Street bank is now the first to warn that a major recession is coming. Deutsche Bank, based in Germany, says it's going to take a while before inflation drops to the Federal Reserve's goal of 2%. A new report suggests the central bank will raise interest rates too aggressively, therefore hurting the economy. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. And that's a little look at our news on Wax 104.5. Time for some more chores. It's time for our Pioneer program. I have Jeremy Brown. He's a field agronomist for Pioneer. Farmers are getting out there and getting started. And once they get started, we can't just not look around at our planter. What should we be doing? The weather's looking decent, and I think this guy is anxious to maybe get started planting. It happens every year. We work all winter to get our planter ready to go. We're out in the field, and we're pumped to get started, and we start planting. And we forget one of the crucial things to do is to stop your planter and dig. Why that is important is that everything leads to depth, seed to soil contact, and spacing. So I encourage every farmer to get started and take some time to check depth on each row. Check to make sure that that seed's got soil not too firm and not too soft around the seed. And you want to be checking depth. And I always check from like middle of the seed, not the top or the bottom. At the end of the day, there's so much to opportunity this cropping year as far as income. And obviously, there's a lot to lose just with the higher risk of uh, input costs. Taking that time to stop, not assuming that like the planter is ready to go. And don't just feel that it worked well last year and I'm just going to keep on planting. We tend to get pretty pumped up on planting and then we want to get it done. And we don't take the time to stop and check depth after we start. And obviously, we can continue as if we 
we have different soil types, different moisture in each field. Uh, if we tend to stay dry and turn warm, it can maybe be easier to set it and keep planting. But if the weather can get rainy or we have shorter opportunity to plant windows because the rain in the fields could be a little bit wetter, if we decide to keep planting, it's going to change that. Making sure that we're taking time to check for depth, making sure that there's seed soil contact, and will lead to a, a higher opportunity yield this coming year. And that's our Pioneer program with Jeremy Brown, field agronomist for Pioneer. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that's Rural Mutual Insurance sponsoring our markets. We're going to get started with our choice fed beef steers, our 137 to 144, with mix coming in at 121 to 136. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 145, with mixed at 110 to 133. Choice fed Holstein steers are 120 to 134, with selects at 80 to 119. Cows are coming in at 65 to 82, with a top of 90 and a half. Bulls are 95 to 114. Butcher hogs are 71 to 91 and a half, with sows at 62 to 89. Boars are 25 to 36 and a half with new crop market lambs 180 to 265. Old crop market lambs 150 to 190 and feeder lambs up to six dollars. Let's roll over and look at our carcass futures for our live cattle. April April is at 140 up 90 cents. June is at 136 and a quarter, up 82 and a half cents. August is at 138.27 and a half, up 95 cents. October is 144.60, up 52 and a half cents. And that market is trending upward for our cattle futures for the feeder cattle. April's at 156.20, down 35 cents. May is at 160.72.5, down 57.5 cents. August is at 173.15, down $1.35. With September, 176.22.5, down 137.5. And that market is trending downward. Our lean hog carcasses for May. We're at 105.20, down 260. June, 111.17 and a half, down 285. July, 113.60, down 227 and a half. August, 112.52 and a half, down 217 and a half. And we're going to roll right over to our Board of Trade. Our crude oil markets are up $1.71 a barrel again, and that's affecting some of the markets. Our corn for July corn is at seven ninety eight. That's down three cents. With oats at six ninety four, with no change from yesterday. Soybeans are up seven cents at sixteen seventy nine. With soybean meal at four hundred thirty six dollars a ton, up a dollar. And wheat is down eleven cents to eleven fifty three. And we're going to roll right over to our 
dairy products. Barrels are at two. Barrel cheese is at two thirty-eight, up one. Our forty-pound blocks are at two thirty-six and a half, down two and three quarters. Our gray double A butters at two sixty-five, down three quarters. Class three milk for April is at twenty-four thirty-one, down a cent. May twenty-four seventy, up two cents. June twenty-four sixty-four, down eighteen cents. With the July coming in up one cents to twenty-four forty-six, and August. At twenty four oh five down three cents. There's no twenty four dollar milk on the market, and that market is trending downward. And again, our markets are sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're gonna roll right over to some more farm, to a few more uh, chores, and then I've got Provision Partners Brad Matson on the line. Hi, I'm Bob Bosol. Plan to join me on a tour featuring the Oberammergau Passion Play and agricultural visits in Bavaria and Austria, August 1st through the 9th. Timeless Bavaria will be in the Austrian Alps. The Oberammergau Passion Play will also explore agriculture in the region. Cattle farms, the 500-year-old salt mines of Salzburg, and a glimpse of the cheese-making industry. Visit HolidayVacations.com, keyword wax, to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show or call 888-557-102. Two zero for a free brochure. And I know Bob is really looking forward to traveling over to Europe this summer. And like he said, go to their travel shows, go to holiday vacations, get on their travel show. And if you look at the pamphlet, there's a whole lot more that they're going to be seeing other than what they even say. And Bob is will take care of you and get you get you where you need to go. Right now, we're going to roll on over to our provision partners update with Brad Matson. It's time for our ProVision Partners update. I have Brad Matson, lead agronomist for ProVision Partners. Weather is not cooperating very much, and it's causing farmers to look at their management decisions. Yeah, as we sit here today, I've got my parka back on and uh, ear wrappers down and, and uh, waiting for this elusive thing called spring to show up. And uh, it's been a really uh, interesting and uh, challenging spring. We have, I guess we're reliving uh, 2020, I guess, was the last time it was like this. and We're getting a lot of questions and concerns, I guess, Jill. Along those management decisions, is it time to start switching out hybrids? Or now are those hybrids going to be available? That's the million-dollar question, and we're, we're getting people asking that question. And really, we're still early yet. Again, we've talked about this before, but, you know, if we had to pick a date in our region, that May 3rd or 4th is where you're going to get your highest yields at. So we're still still ahead of that as far as the corn is concerned. The question gets to be is, should I be, I'm going to get late, should I be switching and those types of things? And I think we're a little early yet to do anything. The data shows from different universities and different seed companies in this region, probably not until you get to past the 15th. Some place further south you go is probably a little closer to the 20th before you start getting too concerned about switching varieties. The biggest problem I have with panicking right now is what varieties are even available. Uh, there's a lot of the shorter season varieties were, were tight to start with. So, you know, you're better off holding to the, the plan that you made this winter, sticking with those varieties, because if you put something on that's not adapted to your management, to your soils, those types of things, you might have a bigger yield loss than just being a little late. Definitely the concern is going to be it's going to be a little wetter and 
those types of things. But you know, until you get to that the twentieth of May, those types of things, then then you really got to consider switching varieties at that point in time. But uh, you know, we've got a lot of time. We you know, in today's world, we can p- put a lot of seed in the ground in a very short period of time once Mother Nature uh, presents herself with a window of opportunity here. It's still not a bad thing to think about planting soybeans even before your corn and that, so you're still getting something done and getting going. Make sure you're using a good uh, seed treatment on your soybeans planting early because these cold temperatures are going to be a little slower in the ground, those types of things. So, you know, using some extra management techniques and stuff, uh, if you're going to do these early plantings, is going to be critical this year. So really the encouragement is to not be afraid to put those soybeans in first and hold off on changing up your management plans for your corn crop. Absolutely. You know, having a discussion, getting a thought in, you know, with your agronomist is always a good idea because then you can talk about your own. We're talking a lot of range here from northern Wisconsin to central Wisconsin, and, you know, the, the generalities of it does change certain ways. But we're still a little early yet, nothing to uh, totally panic about, but it's it's really hard to sit here and watch this day and day and day to go by and, and not getting anything accomplished is, is definitely uh, wears on a person's nerves a little bit. And I'm sure all those planters are ready to go and the tractors are ready to go and the humans are ready to go. Yep, it'll be a fast and furious pace once this weather breaks. And, and like I say, we're it's amazing in today's world how fast we can get this crop put in. It just doesn't take nearly as long, so it uh, goes and goes and goes. And when that go time comes, remember, safety is of the utmost importance. And that's our ProVision Partners update with Brad Metzen, and I'm Jill Welke. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Eau Claire Memorial Crematory, three generations of continuous care. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Chippewa Valley Bean sponsors are Farm News. Soybean planting for the nation is behind the five-year average by 2% at only 3% complete. Last year, 7% of the crop was planted by now. The upper Midwest has not been able to get their planters out of the shed to get started. But the central Midwest has been able to get started in a very small way. Only 1% to 3% of their soybeans are now planted. Louisiana is the most soybeans planted, but they still only have 39% of the crop in the ground. Winter wheat, good. Winter wheat national good to excellent ratings dropped by 3% to just 27% this last week. 
Last year, 53% of the crop was rated good to excellent. The five-year average of winter wheat heading out for the nation is at 19%. But as of right now, heading is only at 11%. California leads the late... California leads the nation with 100% of their wheat rated good to excellent. South Carolina, Arkansas, Ohio, and Indiana all have over a 60% good to excellent rating. Several groups are writing proposals to improve rail service in the U.S. The National Grain and Feed Association and 32 other members of the Agricultural Transportation Working Group have written a letter to the Surface Transportation Board outlining steps that the board can take to fix rail service issues and stop future service breakdowns that are currently being experienced across the country. The lack of reliable rail service is influencing commodity prices and causing food prices to go up for consumers. The letter also points out the idea of increased competition as a motivator for efficiency on product transportation. Praise did come from the group on the board's recent decision to take public comments on financially penalizing railroads for not using private rail cards efficiently. Many of them used to haul agricultural commodities. The group also points out the idea that additional data reporting along with board guidance would improve railway service. And that's a look at our farm news. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to jump on over into our interview with Megan Schlosso about health and safety. Can't say that there's a lot of field activity to distract us these days, but we keep our fingers crossed. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And you know, with the way that the weather is treating us this spring, everybody's going to be in a rush to get out to the field, to keep going long hours, to make sure they're capitalizing on whatever Mother Nature gives us as far as weather. And Jill, that can be a bad combination for a lot of our farmers if they're not careful. You bet it can, Pam. I had the opportunity to talk to Megan Shasso. She's the Outreach Director and Center Coordinator for the Upper Midwest Agricultural Safety and Health Center based out of the School of Public Health in the University of Minnesota. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. We had a a very unique conversation about the importance of farmers and keeping them safe and healthy in the season. Because as you mentioned, once we can get in those fields, it's going to be go time and there's going to be no slowing down and no looking back. She provided us with some ideas and some information about keeping your farm safety and keeping people that are coming to visit you on your farm safe. I often start and end my presentation by talking about how the most important asset on any farm is the people. Those are the most important because we can't farm if we don't have the people running the operation. I get to have the experience of working with folks, but how we keep the people that are working in agriculture and farming healthy and safe while they do their jobs because we know that there are plenty of hazards and risks associated with farming, but it's also a great way of life. And what I'm here to do is to help people do that in a healthy way. You brought up the health and you went right to the safety. Tell me about some of the ways we can reduce risks when it comes to safety on the farm. One of the big ways is to 
be able to identify hazards before you're doing a job. You know, a good example I use is folks work around grain sites often, recognizing that if wet grain went in, there may be buildup, and that's a risk. Being able to recognize those places on the farm is a really great way to help reduce risk. And then it really depends on the job, but there are some really simple ways that I work with people to do that. One of them is through one of our resources, which are all free. It's called the Farm Safety Checklist. And this exists because when you look around the farm, it can be either overwhelming or challenging to think about how do we get rid of risk. That's really challenging to do. What these resources do is they walk through really the key areas for any topic. If we're talking about grain bins, again, the checklist will talk about, do you have the personal protective equipment, which could look like, you know, an N95 if you're working around grain and depending on the noise level, hearing protection. But it'll also walk through helpful practices, like if you have multiple people on the farm, are you working in pairs? Are you using lockout tag out? Um, and then even things as simple as having signs up or labeling certain areas of the farm. And this is particularly important when we think about folks that have visitors. So we've been seeing more and more agritourism, which is a really great way to engage the public in their food system. And we also want to make sure that they're safe in those experiences. Something we've been doing a lot of recently is having signs up on grain bins, and they really serve as a visual reminder that you know, this is a serious workplace, and what is it that we need to think about before um, working around these these sites? Are there resources out there that could teach, that we could get in contact with? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like the one I mentioned, so we have the farm safety checklist, and we have those on, I believe it's over 30 different topics. Typically, it'll really target those areas of the farm. And some other resources and tools that exist include, we have a pretty robust YouTube channel. So for the folks that are online or anyone that's a visual learner, I myself grew up on a cattle farm and have found the resources we have around low-stress animal handling to be really impactful. They talk about how we behave around animals and how we can do things like move them better and do it in ways that keep them safe, which also keeps the people safe. Our YouTube channel is a really robust area of resources. We also have a robust resource database. Something that I've already mentioned is signage, and those visual reminders are really helpful when you have a job as diverse and busy as farming. Having you know, something up in a break room if you have that. You know, we've seen a lot of dairy farms with break rooms. And so we have everything from, you know, thinking about how you prevent physical injuries, thinking about working around animals, and then kind of everything in between, you know, especially on cattle farms, preventing needle stick injuries and things of that nature. We also have a resource and phrase that we use a lot that is called Stop, Think, Act. These are a great visual. It looks like a stoplight and catches your eye. And what this different collection of resources and posters does is you can have them up 
And it's a great reminder to do exactly what it says, stop, think, act. Oftentimes we hear from farmers when there's an incident or a close call, you know, I was in a hurry, I was tired, I wasn't thinking. And this really helps folks to get at that that root cause before you save 10 seconds to step over a PTO or whatever it might be to pause and approach that job that you're about to do in the safest way and in a way that protects your health. Tours on the farm and getting that training out. The benefits of training the employees, would that work really well to train your people that are coming to tour? Yeah, that's a great comment and kind of a two-part, both the employees and also the workers. And it's particularly important, so, you know, if you have agritourism, um, which can look a lot of ways, maybe it's even a dairy breakfast on the farm. You know, agritourism has a lot of different faces. But so from the worker standpoint, people working or volunteering, whatever it might be, may be less familiar with the farm, having some kind of training up front that talks about, you know, animals and humans can share germs. Not everybody knows that. Um, And so what do you do about that? And then really running through that list of kind of key areas on the farm where we want to be mindful of the animals and we want to be mindful of not spreading disease um, and things like that. And then the same goes for visitors. We know that a lot of folks that may be visiting a farm or an agritourism venue are interested in learning more about their food system, about farms, something they're intrigued in, but they likely don't know quite as much as farmers. So again, maybe don't know that germs spread between animals and humans and how you prevent that kind of risk and just how to behave around animals. What that can look like for the public is having things like signage. We provide folks with everything from just hand-washing posters, little reminders of the fact that people and animals do share germs, that zoonotic diseases, so that that exists and people eat before you see animals or have that hand washing and things like that. So it really boils down to making it a team effort to think about how you reduce that risk on the farm. And a big part of that is having awareness for everybody so that people are equipped to, to make decisions that keep them healthy. And that is Megan Schlossel. Thank you for some of those tips. We'll maybe hear more of that interview tomorrow and get things wrapped up. But we need to get some more chores done and head on over to hear from Rocky from Premier Livestock. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. For that professional landscaping appearance, every time depend on Land Pride, the leader in landscape and agro-maintenance equipment. Chili Implement of Chili is your local authorized Land Pride dealer. From rotary cutters and tillers to cedars, rakes, and blades, you'll find that no landscaping task is too tough for Land Pride. Discuss the complete line of Land Pride products at Chili Implement in Chili, 10 miles west of Marshfield on H and south on Y. Land Pride. All right. I pushed the wrong button. Imagine that. As promised, I have Rocky from Premier Livestock on the line, brought to you by Chili Implement. Rocky, you were telling me it's a little bit chilly over there. Yeah, 23 here this morning. So, Well, I was looking ahead, and I'm hoping that we don't go below freezing for a little while here. So, hopefully. Yep. What happened over at Premier? 
thank you, Jill, and good morning, everyone. This is how Tuesday, yesterday's special dairy heifer auction shaped up. Uh, we had an outstanding run of high-quality dairy heifers. We sold well more than expected, selling 900 head of dairy heifers. Market was extremely strong, with most of them open heifers bringing a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty-five. Uh, we had some really elite open heifers bringing a dollar seventy-five to over two dollars per pound. Most of the shortbred heifers of good quality brought eleven fifty to sixteen fifty. Uh, we had a hundred and thirteen buyers on site with lots and lots of heifers being sold over the internet. Lots of heifers selling to multiple states. Extremely good sale. We'll do it again next month. Uh, today, uh, Wednesday, we got a big dairy cattle auction. Today, we got five complete dairy herd dispersals. We got a really good registered herd of 60 Holstein tie stall cows, averaging 84 pounds of milk, lots of top cows, 100 to 130. Uh, nice components in that herd, too. 4334, got a 180 cell count. Herd number two, we got 30 registered brown Swiss, certified organic, certified grass-fed. We also have three other herds of organics, Holsteins, crossbreds, and lots of other organic consignments and lots of organic spring and heifers. Uh, we got top consignments of conventional registered brown Swiss. We got jerseys. We got Holsteins, uh, nice selection of breeding bulls. If you're looking for a couple rip and fancy looking lineback bulls, uh, we got two uh, big uh, bulls uh, ready for service uh, that are red and white linebacks. We got an extremely fancy registered brown Swiss bull, uh, as well as our regular run of Holstein bulls. Uh, we also have special items selling at uh, between 11 and 11:30. Uh, we have seven dual valve uh, automatic takeoff milkers. More info on those on our website. And then uh, we got another dairy cattle auction tomorrow. Thursday. We're going to sell 300 Holstein Parlor freestall cows. All the details on those on our website. Uh, check out our website for lots more detailed information on these dairy sales, upcoming feeder sales. Uh, that'll be at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Don't forget, next week on Tuesday, that's our special uh, feeder cattle auction, bread stock cow auction, and beef breeding bull auction. We have 100 stock cows from one farm. We've got 200 uh, beef steers weighing 200, uh, or weighing from 450 uh, to 750 pounds coming in as well. So questions, call us 715-229-2500, online bidding through Cattle USA. Uh, don't forget large machinery auction coming up here June 17th. We are taking in consignments right now. You can bring those items over at any time. Uh, we'll take consignments until the lot is full. So any questions, give us a call. Jill, that's the way it shaped up. Sounds like it was an awfully busy week, and sounds like you're going to have another busy one week next week. Yeah, no, it's uh, been going great, so... Well, it sounds like you're getting a little more variety, too, so that's kind of kind of neat, looking at those beef bulls and that kind of ideas. So, Yep. Keep her interesting and keep you busy, right? That's right. All right. Well, you have a great day. Thank you, Joe. And that was Rocky from Premier Livestock. We're going to head on over to the weather and hear what Mike has to say, because... I think I heard that he was grinning ear to ear when I told him I was happy to see the sun yesterday. I think we were all happy to see the sun yesterday, Jill. It was uh, just enough to lift your mood, wasn't it? It was, and I know my cows and calves sure were happy. They were running around having a good time last night. Yeah, I'm sure of it, because we've had a lot of cloudy days as of late. And, well, today we'll see some sunshine early on, but uh, we've had a very chilly morning, and uh, that was a result of some mainly clear conditions. And actually... Around 2 o'clock this morning, we did tie our record low temperature of 23 degrees, which was set back in 1996. But once we see that sunshine, it'll allow us to quickly warm up. 
until some clouds start moving in, then that's going to ultimately halt our warm-up. So only getting into about the upper 40s and low 50s for today. Clouds hang around for tonight, though, and that'll keep our temperatures a little elevated overnight, but still dipping to around the freezing point. This is setting up for a chance of showers going into tomorrow. I do think for the first half of the day, uh, at least the northern uh, our northern counties will stay mainly dry, possibly some showers a little further towards the south. But it is going to be slightly cooler as, again, getting into about the mid to upper 40s. And going in tomorrow night, again, another chance of some showers. And then going into Friday, mainly cloudy conditions. But that's actually going to be one of our warmer days, uh, really, in the forecast period, as we can expect to warm up into the upper 50s and possibly hit that 60-degree mark once again. But then another chance of rain moves in. And this looks like to be another soaking rain that will last through most of the weekend going into Saturday and Sunday with our temperatures likely hanging out in the low 50s and it will be rather breezy especially saturday with winds sustained 15 to 20 miles per hour and gusts upwards of 40 miles per hour and our pattern remains rather active going into the start of next week as we maintain those temperatures in the mid 50s so still slightly below average but right now in eau claire we're looking at a temperature of 25 degrees and partly cloudy skies i did look ahead though and i noticed that we're not getting below freezing at night That will at least, you know, I I like the silver lining there. So we're not getting below freezing. I kind of like that. A lot of upper 30s, which I'll take as opposed to, well, mid-20s like today. You bet. All Um, right, Jill, you have a good one. You do. You too. Thank you. And that was our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on the lot or at markwartmotors.com. And I have Morgan on the line with some news. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We have an update out of Chippewa, a suspect under arrest in connection with the death of 10-year-old Lily Peters. The suspect was not a stranger. Suspect was known to the victim. Chippewa Falls Police Chief Matthew Kelm there. No word yet how those two were connected. Police found Peter's body Monday in a wooded area after family reported her missing Sunday night. Chief Kelm going on to say, We do not believe there is any danger to the community. There was a vigil held last night in her memory at a church and at the Line of Kugels Brewery. A resident has launched a petition drive to create a program called Lily Alert that would notify communities more quickly and enable faster response in cases like this one. There's more information online. You can always find that at 715newsroom.com. As we look to other headlines, public health back in the picture on a front burner level with COVID cases climbing now across the state. The Wisconsin Department of Health Services reporting nearly 1,200 cases yesterday. When When it comes to local public health issues, though, we move beyond COVID and the results of a Dunn County Health Needs Assessment have identified five primary areas of public health needs, ranging from mental health to alcohol, nicotine and drugs. Now, the survey will be used as a guide for Dunn County to follow in tackling main priorities. Other areas of focus would be safe and quality housing, environmental health, chronic disease, things like that. Now, Dunn County Health Director KT Gallagher says the survey will be used to put together the Community Health Improvement Plan, which she says she hopes will be ready by the summer and a celebration and salute in pigeon falls as a man is celebrating 105 years one of one of the longest living residents of pigeon falls reynolds tomter he's a world war ii veteran who has lived in pigeon falls for more than 80 years he ran the store there for decades helped start a city fire department founded the lions club and for reasons you can see is called mr pigeon falls he enjoyed a birthday celebration from the town to mark that 105th birthday hope he made one heck of a wish and back to the barn with jill 
Milwaukee in the Midwest Farm Show. And don't forget, just after 6, Alex Edwards comes in, keeps those plates in the air for the Wax Morning Show. And we'll be here live, local, and right along with you all morning on Wax 104.5. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're going to take a little more look at our farm news. And with one more story, more cattle on feed in the U.S. are on feed in the U.S. On April 1st, 12.1 million cattle and calves were on feed in feedlots with a capacity of 1,000 head or more, 2% above last year's numbers and the highest since 1996 when the data was started collected. The breakdown of the total includes 7.54 million steers and steer calves, up 2% from last year, with heifers and heifer calves numbering 4.57 million, also up 2% from last year. Fed cattle marketed in March was down 2% from last year, but still totaled 1 million head. We're going to do a little more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Jim Lindsay from Equity Livestock. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to talk to Christensen Sales in Abbotsford. Call Christensen Sales in Abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction. They'll line it up for you. And don't forget, at Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 18 minutes to 6. It's 25 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay in Equity Alpuna. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty seven. We had a top of a dollar forty two. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar ten to a dollar thirty two. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar fifteen to a dollar twenty five. We had a top of a dollar thirty. Choice Holstein steers a dollar one to a dollar fourteen. Select under finished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from seventy eight to eighty eight. We had a top of ninety. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty six to seventy six. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty five and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 85 to a dollar five. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 84 and down. Cold bulls sold from 70 to a dollar. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 70 to 180 dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from 70 dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to 250 dollars per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which is held here on April 22nd. Three 600 pound beef steers, a dollar 20 to a dollar 75. Six to 900 pound beef steers, a dollar 15 to a dollar 77. Three to 600 pound beef heifers, a dollar 15. To a dollar sixty. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar fifty four. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety to a dollar forty one. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar twenty seven. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesday at the Equity El Tuna Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, May 6th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the El Tuna Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in El Tuna. Have a great day. And as he said, that's Jim Lindsay from Equity Altoona. And, and I have the famous Jerry Fitzgerald on the line as promised. 
from Equity Stratford to tell me a little bit about what's going on over there. Well, Dylan, good morning to you. Well, I'll tell you uh, anything about this day that we could remember. We tied a record low, at least over there in Eau Claire. 23 degrees we have right here as we're talking to you. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe that's something we don't want to remember, so we'll just uh, forget about it, huh? <laughs> well, I'm ready to just move on. Yeah, well, we have to do that. Well, talking about moving on, we're going to move on and uh, folks a recap of what's going on here at Equity Stratford. How's that? Sounds like a good plan to me. All right, Jill, thank you, and a good morning to everyone. A summary, like I said, for the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford this week. Well, first of all, we'll start out uh, with the organic market from yesterday. Of uh, uh, Organic market cattle here every Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. Uh, yesterday, the organic cows were selling from a dollar to a dollar seven, and low-yielding organics, 90 and below. Now we'll get to the conventional-type markets. Uh, it's continuing to be in a very strong trend. Uh, High-yielding uh, cows are selling from 81 to 91, We've topped so far this week at 92.5. Most of the cows this week are selling from 61 to 80. Thinner cows, lighter carcass cows below the $60 money. Better quality bulls are between 95 and $1.12. Bulls below 90. An update on the fed cattle. Uh, tomorrow, most of our fed cattle are sold here today on Wednesday. Calf market also very strong this week. Good quality hosting bull calves. Mostly from uh, 100 to 220, topping at 240. Calves are and below good quality beef calves, mostly 175 to 400, topping at 450 on those. As I said, we are at Wednesday here, and we do get started this morning at 10 o'clock here at Equity Stratford. We sell market cows this morning uh, with fed and bulls, sheep, hog, and goats also this morning. Bull sale today will be a noon time start. Forget our auction tomorrow here in Stratford does start at 11, market cattle and baby calves on Thursday. And I got to invite you folks to uh, take a look at our website. Always a lot of information on that. Equity Co-op, Bradford page for that. So, Joe, I know you're busy this morning, so we'll send it back to you. And I uh, uh, kind of missed, are we going to get 40 degrees today? Or I hope so. Uh, I had uh, 49 on what I looked up, and I think Mike talked about getting it up to 50. Well, that would be just really good, wouldn't it? And an average high at this time of the year is, well, actually close to 60, I think, isn't it? I believe you are correct. All right. Well, Joe, you have a nice day, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Yep, and that was Jerry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Now the button fell off. (laughs) And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Livestock in Stratford. Sorry about that busy signal. The button fell off that I was trying to push, so I was trying to push the little bitty button, and it didn't work out well, but I finally got it figured out. You know, sometimes it's just a little bit to get back into the groove of it. Um, Bob will be back tomorrow to talk to you, so he'll have this all down pat, and I'll just still be behind the screens, and that's okay place to be sometimes. We're going to take a look at our country elevator prices this morning. Golden Plump of Arcadia is at seven forty eight. Baldwin's at seven twenty five and sixteen thirty three. Duran's at seven twenty and sixteen thirty three for soybeans. Mondovi is at seven twenty five for corn and sixteen thirty three for soybeans. With Elmwood at seven twenty five and sixteen thirty eight. Fall Creek is at 
7.15 and 16.23 with osteo coming in at 7.30 for corn and 16.38 for soybeans. Elk Mount is at 7.33 and 16.22. Sparta's at 7.41 and 16.19. Ellsworth's at 7.07 and 16.10. Doomers of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia is at 7.43 and 16.25. Wheaton Grain of Chippewa Falls and Connorsville is at 731 and 1650. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville is at 743 with Stanley at 748 and New Richmond also at 743. And let's take a one last look at our Chicago Board of Trade. And as I mentioned earlier, crude oil is up $1.71 a barrel this morning. But our July corn is down three cents at seven ninety eight with oats no change from yesterday at sitting at six ninety four soybeans are at sixteen seventy nine up seven cents with soybean meal at four hundred four hundred thirty six dollars a ton down one dollar wheat is also down eleven cents to eleven fifty three and our dairy markets are cheese barrels. Are at two thirty eight up a penny. Forty pound blocks are two thirty six and a half down two and three quarters. Our grade double A butter is at two sixty five down three quarters, and our class three milk for April is at twenty four thirty one down a penny. May is up two cents at twenty four seventy. June is up is down eighteen cents to twenty four sixty four, and that's a little look at our markets. We're going to do a little bit more chores and take one last look at the weather. As promised, we're going to take one last look at the weather. Today, our high is expected to be 49 degrees with partial sun. Tonight, down to 34. Tomorrow, 45 with a chance of rain. Then tonight, and tomorrow night is at down to 40. But Saturday, partly sunny skies and a high of 58 with Oops, that was Friday. Partly sunny skies with a high of 58. Saturday, 53 with rain likely. Sunday, 52 with a chance of rain. Monday, 54, partly sunny. And Tuesday, 57. Pulling out of the... We're still below average, but I'm feeling like we're pulling out of it. And sorry, Darren, I did not have time to get out and check the temperature of the ground. I will do that. That's my goal for tomorrow's adventures. And temperatures around the area were all in the 20s, except when you head down south in La Crosse, Madison, and Milwaukee. We're all sitting right around the freezing mark. But Medford's at 23, Rice Lake's 26, Wasso's 24, Green Bay's 29, and Marshfield's at 24. And I realize I'm a little late on those temperatures also, but, you know, sometimes we just think outside the box and we're just doing the best we can here. And... That's what I've got for you. I've got a little bit more of those chores to do. And remember to take care of those kids and hug them tight and take safety seriously. And have a good day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.